0: welcome toodaloo 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 a, a hello or a goodbye, goodbye my friend oodaloo <laughs> Alyssa's gonna dip out and uh <laughs> <laughs> so you guys this episode I am fangirling so hard I'm freaking out about it um there's one of my also oh, one of my favorite podcasts it's called that's so retrograde and they I've been listening to them for years uh they have a thing that they call manifest Destiny, which is their list of dream guests Um, And Alyssa and I adopted that and our list, they were on our list, these hosts of this podcast. And it happened and we have them here today and I am in shock because they are um, massive. They're a really fucking big deal. Yeah, And um, just hopefully, you know, they they don't realize.
1: They don't realize that they're making a
0: big mistake. Hopefully they don't dip out of this interview too soon. Um, (laughs) No, I'm really excited. So we have them here today, Elizabeth Cott and Stephanie Sambari, the hosts of one of the top wellness podcasts, That's So Retrograde. They have 28K followers on IG, so... uh, they're doing it yeah um, they've been featured on USA Today BuzzFeed the Zoe report and countless more they've been growing their community and um, taking listeners on their health and spiritual awareness journeys since 2015 before everyone and their mom had a podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> including us um, and definitely before quote unquote I'm doing air quotes wellness was even a legitimized and mainstream genre um, so we dive in with them to find out what sparked this career shift in their lives what challenges they've faced, how surreal it is to look back on the massive impact they've had on thousands of people's self awareness and spiritual growth and personal health journeys. So, uh, yeah,
1: this is a big one for us. You guys are going to love it. Um, yeah, I wore this for them. Yes. If you can't see, go on YouTube right now to see everyone's beautiful faces for this interview mm-hmm. on S, um, on YouTube at SOS with Molly and Alyssa. But I'm wearing a, uh, yep, a sweatshirt that I just need validation on, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, it has just, my rising, my, my moon and my, my ascending and if you're wondering what that is it's it's i'm a libra sun gemini rising to gemini moon so if that answers any of your questions yes you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome for that validate me <laughs> so that's, um, this is for them <laughs> so without further ado um
0: elizabeth Cott and stephanie simbari all right welcome stephanie simbari and elizabeth Cott. thank you so much oh hey we, thing. Have, a, we have an
1: audience uh, yay! <laughs> we are. You know, so... I love to clap into the mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. We are so fucking psyched for this, like yeah. beyond. We don't want to like fangirl, but like we will. Too but late. like we'll be professional too.
0: Um. So because <laughs> I have listened for four years, I know your backstories, but and I know in interviews you guys answer the same questions over and over and over. So I tried to get a little more you know Creative? Yeah, a little more creative with it. It's because... like not it's like not gonna be creative. <laughs> <laughs> What's your last name? Yeah. So uh, I was wondering, at least for people at the beginning, um, coming from backgrounds, I know Stephanie in stand-up comedy and Elizabeth in fashion, um so cool. what was the exact if you remember like a conversation or an exact moment turning point where you looked at each other and you realized like we're actually gonna do this. Like we're gonna kind of individually in our language on SOS, that's like your SOS moment of like when you were like, okay, we're going to actually dedicate ourselves to this podcast together.
2: Um, When was the
3: exact moment, Elizabeth? I think I knew more of like a feeling. Um, The transition from putting fashion down in a fashion business down that I had was challenging because it was something I created so that I had had for four years. And it sort of felt like I, this like invisible debt that I had to this idea being the, the fashion consignment business that I ran. And so I've had this like weird push and pull internally of just like, I know how much I love podcasting. And at the time, you know, this was five, six years ago, podcasting was not a industry in the way that is now like to have a to say out loud like I want to be a podcaster I want to do this full-time this is what I love doing this is my act of service this is my call felt crazy to say but I just like knew how much I loved it and I really at the time we were getting so many emails from people and messages being like this is changed my life because I heard this on your show and, you know, so much of that. And so I was like, okay, like this is locked in. Like, I feel like I'm in the pocket of purpose right now. Mm -hmm. So it was really that feeling, but then being honest with myself and like really going for it, I would say there was a, probably about a a year of like weird transition Mm -hmm. of like hating the fashion business, but really really like I said it felt like I was abandoning a child so I just want to yeah. say to anybody who's like in one ru- one lane and wants to move to another like honor that because you're not doing yourself a disservice by just being honest with yourself and saying like, it's time to move on. Like that is perfectly fine. Mm
1: -hmm. Even when it's like so fucking scary to do and, and and you think there's no other options. Yeah. That's
3: of course it's going to be scary because it's a new, you're trying to do something new or put down something that's, you know, you've been doing and it's patterned in you. So yeah, I would just say like that. And it took me far longer to be able to say it out loud than it, like than what I knew in my heart to be true.
0: Right, right. And at the end of the day, it's it's scarier to imagine not ever trying than to do it in the moment, right? Yeah.
3: I mean, it literally sounded insane at the time. Mm-hmm. Taking us back to five, five, six years ago to be like, I want to be doing this podcast full time. Mm-hmm. I knew a few people who'd made a living doing it, but nowhere near yeah, in the space of what it is now. So it was like, a, it felt like this really bold swing to even... Announce that and like saying it to just a few friends even felt hard but then it was it was i'm so happy that Mm -hmm. i kind of took what felt like the road less traveled
1: yeah yeah how about
2: for you steph well i kind of have two answers because my first answer is actually a specific moment that i recall us being in studio at our first podcasting uh home air quotes and something was happening where we had this young producer and she kind of wasn't paying attention and she seemed really hungover and like she was our girl you know like we loved her but like we were really trying to like do something and she was like disinterested and I remember getting filled with like rage you're so mad I was so mad because I was like we're really trying to like fucking make something here and you're like on this team and you're not like taking it seriously present and you're not taking it seriously and like if you're really gonna be here like you really need to be here because we're actually really showing up and i yeah. remember my rage surprised me and like scared me because i was like whoa i'm like really fucking serious about it. it like reminded me of like being like the team captain of something yes. I'm like no like we have to win this fucking game like you need to like practice your swings bitch you know like I was super like intense about like sports talk sorry I played softball in (laughs) high school um (laughs) but like that that was a real pivotal just like moment in time that I always recall as being like whoa like I wanted it more than I even maybe realized at other moments and then it was only when I saw uh, the reflection of someone kind of not giving a shit that I realized how much I cared and how that felt disrespectful and like sad so and then we all had a really good talk and like that was a real growing moment I think for both Elizabeth and I and for just in that particular situation and how we sort of realized that at the end of the day like we can have this place we can have this production company we can be supported in whatever way like framework the illusion of support that we have yeah at the end of the day it's going to come down to like how much we care.
1: Right. Fuck yeah.
2: Oh, so that. But then to Elizabeth's thing about, you know, pivoting and transitioning, like looking back on my journey of stand up to now, and now I'm suddenly like, I think I want to do stand up again and like bouncing back. I'm like, mm-hmm. w- I wish I was just way more kind and gentle to myself about like, like everything that I did in stand up has brought me to the place where I can be hosting a podcast. Right. And right. everything that I've done in hosting a podcast can bring me back to doing stand up. So it's like I feel like we have this kind of you know, it's just a it's just a it's it's something in our brains where we feel like we need to have these like you know, carved out moments in time for each thing and it's like yeah. not. It's like your life is a continuum and like you're yes. going to be the the thread and so whatever like unique way that you express your desire to be a podcaster or an actor or whatever mm-hmm. like it's going to come out in the way that it's meant to come out for you and you don't need to create such hard lines around
0: right, your right. And you're actually it's like a disservice to yourself because as you kind of like let go and actually go with your gut and your instinct about something it's if it's in the flow of the universe it like feeds into your other things anyway they all mm-hmm. build each other up naturally and so yeah that that's yeah really... even
3: if you don't know exactly what it's building and exactly why, right and and you i think that's don't. one of the best parts and yeah like i went through a full decade of a career in fashion literally doing nine million things like yeah. my least favorite question was what do you do because it was like uh, <laughs> everything <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> I and know. i had no concept of like why i just kind of followed opportunity and followed the call and then there definitely was a moment like 10 years in where I was able to turn around and be like, oh, I actually see what picture that was forming. Yeah, All those little strokes of all those little career experiences. And not saying you always need to have a clear picture, but it's nice to be able to look back and be like, wow, like all of this led me to be able to be stronger in what I'm doing at the moment.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And what I love about your podcast too is that obviously like we're obsessed with astrology and your podcast is such like a beautiful like astrology centered theme, but it has gone through like such awesome evolutions. Like I loved your episode on the artist's way. I'm, I'm, I'm a baby artist's way, um, user follower follower is it
0: a cult uh, the journaling gets
1: me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind know. of it's but it's 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 fine um <laughs> so what was that like like in those evolutions in your podcast so like when you're getting your feet wet in the world was it weird was it did you think like could we talk about a lot of different because of things of
0: how you like you named it that so retrograde was it yeah. an astrology name but then like because we're in our first year and we know you're just like oh <laughs> what are, what are we? Do we talk about this? Do we <laughs> right. talk about this? Like how well, did you find? Right.
3: Well, the name was really more of just like a nudge and a wink to kind of what was in the cultural lexicon. And I think that that okay. is really kind of like the heart of our show is where Stephanie and I both innately, I'm going to toot our own horn. <laughs> we kind of always know what's kind of coming around the river yeah. bend in terms of trends. And that's so retrograde was really an exploration and how to feel good through exploring these different trends. Mm -hmm. And we knew we wanted to do a retrograde episode. So Mm -hmm. the title spurred from that concept for the episode and um, you know, astrology is always a really fun lens to look at things and to elevate your energy and feelings around things and experiences. So that's been a mainstay, but I, we've continued to grow branches and, and, you know, leaves and flowers and roses, Yeah. <laughs> uh, ba- based off of our own interests. Like if it's interesting to us, that is the mile marker in terms mm-hmm. of, if it's going to be an episode and it could really revolve around anything.
2: Yeah. And like, yeah. that's the retrograde is also meant to mean, you know we're all going to try to live our best life, but sometimes shit's retrograde, meaning right. it's right. fucked up and it's hard and it doesn't go your way. And like, yep. I think that in looking at the wellness landscape, you know, then and then way more now, you know, there is, now it's kind of tilting in the other direction where mm-hmm. the the idea of perfection or whatever is obviously out the window. I mean, we lived through a pandemic. We're all right. just like, okay, we're clawing onto reality. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yep. but But I think, <laughs> the idea that you're going to make mistakes and that's going to be okay and it's just meant to be like fun and loose and you don't have to mm-hmm. hold yourself to like an unattainable standard of glowiness or right. whatever the fuck your idea of of all that stuff is it's not it's not that serious we're here for like a blink of an eye on like the universe's trajectory like yeah, you
1: know? yeah.
0: and like seeing uh hearing you guys talk about cuz obviously when you started and i know wellness is like a weird word cuz it's like cringy, but also accurate <laughs> so it's like right it like it just is that it's just yeah it's yeah. just the term but and you guys call it <laughs> yeah. the artist formerly known as wellness which i love <laughs> um because it's like and i've seen in the evolution of your podcast where and you guys talk about all the time how especially now you you're given you have sponsors you have your scent products and like when mm-hmm. you you interview people different healers and different and you're trying all of these things and then there's kind of been the pressure at times to like what is, what is Stephanie and Elizabeth do every morning? What's their morning routine? Or what's their like, what do they do every week? Cause you build a community that now like really values what you have to say. And then I know that that puts a pressure on you guys to like, what is my morning routine? I'm trying a million different things (laughs) at once, but like, what do I do? And you guys have navigated it really, really gracefully. And I think that I'm curious, like that journey in your own minds, as you've done that, in terms of like being softer on yourselves, while also being and not feeling like you're you're lying on the podcast saying you love this and you always do this (laughs) but being like was it an adjustment to be like okay I I did always do that and now I do something else like because you guys are just evolving so much but that's the journey you take everyone on but I could imagine the pressures that have gone with that
2: I kind of feel like well for like the morning routine stuff and and the like, you're saying, you know, what are we doing? It's, like, I always kind of just err on the side of, like, literally, I'm just doing my best just like you are. Like, yeah. I some days I feel, like, amazing and I do all the morning things and I'm just, like, journaling and meditating and I'm fucking levitating and vibrating and I'm, like, <laughs> in the best space. And then, like, some mornings I wake up and I'm, like, dear God, gravity is heavy. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I
0: want hot Cheetos.
2: Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> eating chips for breakfast. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just fine. Like... <laughs> So I think that bucket. I we've never, I think that any person in this space needs to, it's great if you're obsessed with like your ritual and it's amazing if that serves you. But like, I find that some people do all that stuff because it gives their ego a boost of like, I am right. doing all of these things. And it's like, I'm not really interested in that at all. I'm just doing things to like keep the fucking lights on inside. Right. And so, That's what I want to communicate with people is like, do whatever makes you feel good. And if sometimes doing nothing is what makes you feel good, or sometimes you need to do nothing and then hit your own wall to realize you need to do something like all of that is your process. And that's super important. Mm -hmm. And then as far as like the products and stuff is concerned. um, Yeah, I think we just always try to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. Obviously, sometimes we read ads with for products that we're not using all the time but we yeah. have tried them yeah. and we do like them it's like when you're getting ads for three different supplement companies it would be weird if you're taking all of them but
3: right yeah but it would it yeah, always would be something that we know our audience would dig yeah, yeah. right right that's oh that's like well we're super particular mm-hmm. i think probably once a week we're turning down an ad mm-hmm. that, yeah that comes that's like this that's yeah. presented to us that we're like it's just not a fit for us yeah but Thanks for, thanks for your interest. Yeah. But um, on the morning routine thing, I think that, you know, I, I think languaging around that is really important. There's a lot, especially in the uh, artist formerly known as wellness space that I find like, so, there's just so much Yeah. That, that people project out into the world, especially on social media. Like if you don't have a morning routine, then what are you doing with your day? Like right. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Fuck that, yep. like yeah. set yourself up for feeling good the rest of your day and like whatever that looks like. Today I watched Wendy Williams, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's just like- She's a I Bravo just girl. just have <laughs> such a hard time well, Wendy's with thing. how like the vernacular that's used um, around like in this space. And I hope that Stephanie and I just provide an alternative way of looking at all of those yeah. things I like I I love, obviously, like morning pages has changed my life, but like, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that I don't skip it someday right. yeah. because know, I'd rather just like do something else. Yeah. And I think it's about being gentle with yourself mm-hmm. in making that choice. And yeah, I know I'll feel better if I do the morning pages first thing, but I don't always do that. And that's cool too. I think I just don't want people to feeling like they should be doing something or they're doing it wrong. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. there's no one size fits all. And that's been a big message that we've come to in starting the show as like curious and then really finding our own footing in terms of what we really think and our, our own point of view, a things. yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: mean, I, that we run into that like a lot, even like podcasting, you know, It's just like, what aren't we doing? It's like, what like how do we keep up and do what we're supposed to be doing? but still being grounded in why we started this in the first place.
2: And and I, mean, like, I think the best thing you can do is just keep asking yourself, like keep keeping in check with yourself. Like yeah. if there's something that you think is lingering or you think there's something that you aren't doing, like just the conversation that you're having with yourself is the important
1: part. Right. It's right. Not, like the end
2: result of where you're going, if, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with that, I wonder too, like, was there a point when you were when you were um, you know well into your podcast or maybe even just a year in whenever this happened f- uh, for you two where this is like okay this podcast is a j- this is my job and did that change the dynamic between the two of you at all and like you know my now my best friend is my podcast partner right. and like does tension um, come up because of that like the difference in the dynamic of your friendship because we fucking hate each other now. <laughs>
2: Uh, We don't hate each other. Elizabeth and I were like family, you know. Yeah. I think that working together, we both have a lot of respect for the other person, and we don't always agree. Obviously, you can't always agree with one person. That's impossible. And yeah, I think that we try to keep it as honest as possible. Obviously, sometimes. We don't want to rock the boat because we're in a good workflow, but Uh like any relationship, you know, if there's anything underlying, it'll be like coming out. And so I think over the years, we've just done a really good job of like protecting our relationship. Mm -hmm. That's our friendship and like putting love into that. And then also knowing that we're going to be doing business and we're not always going to be doing it the same. And so also communicating about like what our individual roles are and like, how can she feel supported? How can I feel supported? How, how can we both use our strengths as different people? Cause though we have like great synergy, we have different strengths, different interests, different people. So we have to just, I think it's like communication and respect. And like, there's no like competition between us. You know what I mean? There's no like weird gnarly behavior behind closed (laughs) doors. Like there's nothing that's like insidious or shitty. So we're just dealing with like surface level personality comfort stuff and I think that when it's when it's coming from a place of love like you just work it out when I hear people um talking about you know working with friends and stuff like that it it makes me kind of sad because it's like something that her and I both I'm talking about you're like you're not here are you here um (laughs) something (laughs) something that her and I both love I think about the project and why it was able to get successful is because part of the reason why we were doing it and we talk about that we've talked about this recently is because we had this friendship that we were so excited to fucking work together like yeah. how cool is it that we got to go to work and be working with our friend and building with our friend like you're gonna yeah. have to work and build something anyways like the fact that we had right. this like amazing opportunity to do it with someone that we love was like so secret to both of us
3: yeah yeah like i only ever want to work with friends and i know that that's like goes against some like popular wisdom but <sighs> yeah but... like we employ so many of our friends mm-hmm. like our photographers our editors like we are like copywriters like we plug in our talented friends obviously we're in los angeles the like oh yeah just surrounded by creative yeah. people and to be able to do that is has been one of the my favorite things about like being at this point in our career that we can call upon like the most amazing people in our lives to like flex their talent yeah
0: and like growing your community it's just uh, Alyssa and I always talk about like dreaming of the day when there's a legit solid like SOS family like you guys have uh, mm-hmm. Just a lot of interaction on your page and like Facebook groups and people that are it's a whole family like it's a whole Community and then you're at the point where there's like inside jokes on your show, you know It's really you're just building a family and it's slow
1: but it's like it's sharing like kind of the magic that we have together with yeah. like other people that like Right have, like an ego thing. I don't know <laughs>
0: Are we- yeah, maybe. <laughs> but- yeah, maybe. <laughs> no. But I was gonna ask you guys hey. if there's any like in that shift um from your worlds of comedy and fashion, um as the podcast became like your main thing, did you individually have any type of like? You kind of touched on it, Elizabeth, but like internal identity crisis in the sense of like, like, from, like I'm a, I'm a comedian. I'm that's mm-hmm. my main thing, and I do a podcast, and then do I can I switch and do a podcast and also do
3: comedy? Like, did you guys struggle with any of that in your head? N- not really. No. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, going, like, for me, I actually think maybe in the beginning, but now it's like, of course, like our show is a wellness deep dive that brings comedy and style. It does, yeah. All in like the same place. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, to me, I'm like, wow. Like, and that wasn't deliberate. That's just kind of how the voice... Formed mm-hmm. Over the years. And so I am able to look at it now, six years in, and be like, wow, how cool that we brought like our individual life experience, our individual skills, and our love for another and brought it all into this melting pot where we're learning and now teaching. Yeah. Yeah. About something that's so important, which is like how we can all live a life that we feel great about.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And Stephanie, you said you did feel at least at
2: the beginning. I mean, I feel like just being a comic, it's kind of like a perpetual identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> just artist life because in general, just, yeah. What? It sounds so easy. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's just this very like vague kind of thing that, um, you know, you speak things into a microphone and they go into an audience and then it's never, it, you never kind of, it's intangible in that way. Right, that's right. always something that was a mind fuck for me and then I would like try to capture that and then be obsessed with it and then I don't know like it was more that my hard time was unburdening myself from the obsessive nature of doing stand-up and Mm. the part of me that was like mean to myself about it and that was like my big hesitation even like having this kind of push right now to be like think I want to kind of maybe I think I might have more things to say again and I think Mm -hmm. I might love that medium again and but I had all this fear like based on who I had been in that realm and how I had kind of boxed myself in with, like, limiting fear. And I, it's weird. I was, like, listening back to some of my old sets recently, and I heard myself. It was so cute, Elizabeth. I heard your laugh on one of them. And I was like, ah. oh, who's there just supporting me when I was bombing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, like so late cute. night in the belly room, you know, you're just, like, the <laughs> loudest laugher. No one's laughing. It's just your laugh. And I'm like, oh, my God bless her.
0: <laughs> was it that loud? But uh,
2: I, I used to kind of feel like I would get on stage, and I I could hear myself, like, Kind of in an in an in an effort, a misguided effort to set the room to the energy that felt comfortable for me. I was bringing the energy down, oh, and I heard no. that, and I feel like that's a lot of why I would get into like kind of weird corners because I would bring the energy down, and when I was coming from like a lower vibration, my natural comedic mind wouldn't be writing in the moment like yes. what I do on the podcast, but like doing the show and having this just like stream of consciousness, like whatever. Like I don't really, there's not. I don't feel stakes when it comes to what we're doing. I feel right. very in flow and like supported and yes. You you guys are on the other side, just yes, yes, yeah. You know, like <laughs> I can feel we can feel that even though we don't contact with you guys all the time. Like obviously we can feel an energy of support. So like right. my work now is to uh, like bridge that uh, the identity crisis kind of by being like, okay, what do, what do I need to do to reset my energy in that in that particular situation? So I, I know who I am walking into it. Mm-hmm. I know who I am walking out of it. And my own identity isn't really locked into one of those things or the other. It's just like what I was saying before, which is like, it's just a kind of fluid experience of like, okay, I'm on the podcast talking about vaginas with dr jackie and then i'm doing stand-up talking about vaginas with strangers you know what i mean like i'm <laughs> yeah. still kind of talking about the same thing just in a different way and that's so interesting yeah, yeah it is it
0: is like letting it, it is,
2: integrate is interesting
0: yeah it's like it opened up a, a way for you to let your inhibitions down a little bit because you don't you're not like in front of an audience waiting for a laugh but you're still like free-forming it like just talking yeah that's I interesting. like that because you
2: know like being a podcaster you know like your brain starts to just naturally, whether it's comedy or storytelling or something really serious, like conversation is just like an improvisational exercise. basically. Mm -hmm. So your brain starts to let itself find the conclusion naturally. Mm -hmm. You're trusting that speaking part of you. Right. So like maybe when you first started and I remember when we first started, we'd be like, you know yeah. like we're like okay we're talking and we're trailing off and we're, like we don't know where we're this still train there. is going. there <laughs> like, oh,
0: there's a tangent that went on for yeah
1: yeah that
2: yeah. we didn't go anywhere and i think so over time you kind of get better of like just like bringing it back around mm-hmm. and um that that trust in the free-flowing nature of conversation is something that i think podcasting makes you like really good at
1: yeah yeah that was that was like i've had like improv experience and and all that jazz from acting school but like podcasting my voice what like that was such a a a, a fucking weird jump but i I've, I've learned like it's like it's like a different a different like language yeah
0: and it's way different sense. from like i'm i'm a musician and so i'm like i'm used to singing on the mic like i know what i sound <laughs> like singing but i when we first like were test recording ourselves i was like i uh, I never need to hear myself speak again. It's
1: <laughs> like, yeah. I hate
0: my voice. I don't need, this doesn't need to happen. Yeah. And then it's just like getting used to it. <laughs> yeah. For the but...
2: first year of our show, we would like record and then we would get in the elevator and we'd like, There, I can remember like a thousand of these moments, Elizabeth, we'd get in the elevator and be like, that was cool, right? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> and then we like by the we were only on like the fourth floor and then we get down to the bottom, and, and, and one of us would inevitably be like wait what was i talking about oh my god i hate the way i sound wait what the fuck Do we need to re-record it like every time Literally. we were like in a fucking full spiral
0: <laughs> fucking that triggered really is, yeah that really is <laughs> yeah. what it is like we're just like yeah. uh, and then we started um like january 2020 so two months later it's all it's all been like pandemic
1: for us. Yeah, we're like, we're gonna meet so many people in person. It's gonna be and we're like, oh, we gotta adapt to what we don't even know what we're doing.
0: It really is like, yeah, I know I know what you're saying. And you and I just as a listener too, which I actually use I in my mind when we're strategizing, like where do we wanna go? What what do we wanna obviously the genre is different, but in terms of how you guys take people along the ride and how we feel we get to know you really well and you guys handle I feel like I mean it's not my life, so I can't say. But I feel like I know you really well without it being like unnecessarily and overexposed. Although I know like who you're dating and, (laughs) but it's just like it's a it's a fine line, and it's something that you guys have learned to walk beautifully. And then on top of that, the things that you all that your sponsors over the years. I looked around my house the other day, and I was literally like, okay, um, Thrive Market. I have a Quip. I have a like all like so many things
1: your guys's <laughs> show
0: that I'm like I found other podcasts from your show like Natch Butte and yeah uh, oh, so yeah. many that I'm just and that's awesome and I also was going through like a really the last five years of my life were really really dark and heavy at times there's a lot of a lot of struggling going on and I would put you guys I would drive 20 minutes to the gym every morning and listen to that's so retrograde for literally, literally like four years and it was just my morning time and my it was a perfect balance to me of like light and comedy, but it was really would like spiritually feed me and like get me through things that, and seeing, I talked to Alyssa, I reference you guys all the time and not just as like a fangirl, which I am, but like in terms of like, this is how I want to touch people, like make people laugh and also really get them uh, uh, help evolve their life and like get them through things and improve their quality of life. And yeah, you guys are just fucking killing it. Yeah.
3: Oh my (laughs) god, I'm I'm crying. crying. (laughs) Success. Wow. It it is like we're over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for saying that. Oh Oh my god. I I literally I call I called Jordan, my (laughs) friend, who's. It works with and when i told when i found out you guys were going to be on i was like I get, stephanie and elizabeth are coming on the podcast and she was like when is it because she yeah she has been going through a lot too over the last couple of years and both of us just like it really became like that was my one solid morning routine where i was like i just need this to set my day right and didn't matter what the topic was but yeah it's like creating i wanted to ask you guys about like once you created your family like what what would you say the biggest thing is that you've learned from your community of listeners?
2: It's a really great question. Um, Well, I've learned that they can make us cry.
3: (laughs) Yes. New findings. We're
2: still discovering things on the daily. Um, I think it's that like more of us want the same things than we realize when we're walking around in our own little bubble. Yeah. And it's been such an honor to be the person who, to be the people's, you get it. The (laughs) um, The people. Yes. But um, who can like be walking that walk and basically being like, and you know, come on and like just seeing how many. Seeing the growth of the listeners, not like the growth of how many people listen, which also mm-hmm. thank you. But like the personal growth yeah. that yeah. every individual who's listening to the show is experiencing and like their dedication to their own self work and how many people have uh, you know, followed their dream, quit their job, mm-hmm. like started a business, like moved a city or just been in that place of following their heart, like I think that the lesson is just there's such a the community is so important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sharing your vulnerabilities is is so important. Yeah. You're not by yourself ever. Even when you think that you are, there's so many other people that are going through the exact same thing of you, maybe in different shades.
0: Right. And it's not a, it's actually a strength to share those those things as a, it can feel like a weakness because your ego is like, oh, I'm being too exposed, but right. what it does for people listening. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, there's so many things I could say. I,
1: I, I'm so grateful that people trust us.
3: Mm-hmm. Me too.
1: Yeah. Do you ever, I wonder too, and this could be like kind of weird, but like, do you ever feel an imposter syndrome when it comes to things like that, when you're hearing different things from your community and you're just like, was that, it, yeah I, I do feel that way you know that kind of like a when I'm like smoking a spliff and having a glass <laughs> of
2: wine at like 4 p.m. Uh, yeah <laughs> I feel like I can't believe people listen to me <laughs> <laughs> don't <worry.
3: laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know it's funny we get asked about imposter syndrome a lot oh wow for me I don't think I have that I more am like I feel like I'm under this clock of like wanting to achieve everything that's like i want to oh. it's like more that's yeah. more my achilles heel than imposter syndrome i've always i said that i would always say this when i was like really young and i i think it definitely needs like reframing but i would always be like you know my biggest fear is to not live up to my potential mm. like i don't use those phrases anymore but that's more of how i feel I know like what you mean. as like am i doing enough yeah am i like hitting all, checking all the boxes that I'm capable of. Like that's more my kind of like dark passenger passenger. versus like an imposter syndrome. That to me, I feel like comes up a lot with the social media of it all and all Mm -hmm. of that. And I just don't think imposter syndrome is like, I think it's like a very ego-driven fake thing. Yeah. Like actually, if if anyone were to really some, take some time to sit with it, you could eradicate it pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's like nice. if you're like if you're a podcaster, you're a podcaster. You're doing it. Like if you're, you know, loving how your your look on, then post it on Instagram. Like you're loving your look and posting it on Instagram. Right. You know, yeah. Like, tag those brands. Like live your life. Like I just don't think that it's like. I think it's like this really surface level, uh, experience that a lot of people have that I wish I could just be like, boop, that's not a thing. Yeah. You're done with it. Move on. Yeah, it's not that
2: deep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we need to remember that social media is a performance. Yeah. And yeah. it's in every way performative. Mm-hmm. Even <laughs> when it's vulnerability, it's performative. Like yeah. And Thought none of us are outside of that. Just the nature of being like i'm doing something and i want to show you right. like that's the performance yeah like that's you decided weird.
0: to turn your phone on and you you faced it at yourself that's all a decision that you just right. no it's just natural. that Troll. <laughs> Let the camera finds yeah I, when i quit
2: social media last summer i when i tried to get back on i literally was having like deep sadness because i was <gasps> like oh my god everyone inside of instagram is mentally ill like yeah. we're all not okay And like when I tried to make a story, like for the first time being like, okay, I'm back. I was like, how do I speak to myself? Like I didn't understand what was happening.
0: Alyssa and I worked with a guy who was a a shaman and he, he was on our podcast last year, but I remember him telling me, he he does ayahuasca trips like every so often. He's like deep in it. What's his name? Uh, Rudy Boneg. He's, okay. Yeah, he's amazing. We're like, just yeah, he's in he's in one of our previous episodes. Yeah. But he uh, cool. it, literally, I will just like talk and talk his ear off and ask questions forever and ever. But he was explaining to me how when he's been on these ayahuasca trips, because they all like set their phones to the side, obviously, because they're not like scrolling Instagram while they're tripping but he said that he's like a couple what well, can you find about your child
2: self in the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. other people's stories say? so he was yeah. like um
0: one time he had either his phone rang or he had to like was gonna go check an email i don't know in the middle of his trip and he went over to his phone and he's like he's like molly i just saw it it was all these negative there were all these particles bouncing around my phone and i just felt the negativity it was all negative and he's like i just and but i believe it i'm like that's really what it is like like Stephanie, when you were like, Oh, I just picked my phone back up and I just felt like this darkness of all these people in here are and he was explaining that he was visually seeing it at the time and like the particles bouncing around his phone and then yeah, he just always he would always talk about that. And I'm like, I am like I uh I don't not believe you. <laughs> like I fully think that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's like when we get to the imposter syndrome thing, it's like Elizabeth that's such good advice. Cause it's like just yeah, it do is. what you're doing. Like, and if you feel like an imposter, maybe that's because you're not actually doing what you're saying that you're doing. Right. Or maybe you just need to like do more. Like you need to like try yeah. harder. Or you're or not doing what you deeper. want to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's yeah. okay. That's the other thing. I feel like I feel like we kind of live in this like really like I don't know, like weak-minded society yeah. in a way <laughs> where like everyone like needs to feel like they're doing amazing by just doing like nothing. And it's like, no, (laughs) you have to work. You have to to try hard. You know what I mean? Like it's so millennial to be like, but I'm owed stuff. And it's like, no, you're not. Right. Fuck You know, you're owed like, okay, healthcare. Sure. Like we all want to fight for basic human rights. Obviously that's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is like, When you're trying to get your career or get your creativity or whatever, like, you have to be out on those streets, like, literally. Like, when I was coming up in comedy, I was out every single night going to three different open mics every single night for fucking years. Did I, like, love those times all the time? No. Right. But I was like, (laughs) this is the only way that I'm gonna get better at this thing. And sometimes when you're building something and growing, you have to, like, put the time in. And over time, the time gives you confidence. So, right. Right. that's really like imposter syndrome could just be you being lazy
0: yeah, <laughs> that's my also, like, it's so true and people feeling the need to to share everything along the way where you might start to feel like an imposter because you're spending more time posting about it than doing it exactly but if you were to just do it
3: right <laughs> yeah it's like you have to check the source of like actually what it is yeah yeah that's very very good advice fuck um <laughs> she's world. like having a moment she's <laughs> like having a break like,
1: sorry did i trigger you what's going on <laughs> no i'm fine i'm fine you're just like <laughs> fuck, fuck staring off fuck. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> deleting my instagram <laughs> <laughs> um
0: we did want to i know you guys have to go um but lastly as a baby podcast also started by two best friends and we're trying to grow a community Um, and a business and a brand and all of that Um, what would be your advice you know we're at this level now where we've like we didn't miss a week we're just like consistent a whole year of it we did it every you know got our guests and yeah you guys are our first manifest guests list but we're really trying to like okay this year is our level up we try to get sponsors we try to build our community in any realm, whether it's like logistics or just building your community, do you guys have any advice yeah. that you would that's vague, but <laughs> we'll take whatever. Yeah.
3: So where are you guys with the sponsor? We stuff?
0: don't we're putting together a brand deck right now because I was cool. just Googling how to get
3: sponsors. And it yeah. Like, Great. Right. Like, I also, think yeah. having a beautiful um press kit mm-hmm. that you guys put together. I love using Canva. Me I think too. it's an amazing platform that's super intuitive to use mm-hmm. get that pro account totally I worth have it, that yeah been, and yeah. put in just like tell the story of your show in a really clear bullet pointed uh concise document mm-hmm. that is beautiful i think that like and then and and that speaks to the brand and, and what you guys are all about that's not too wordy right so have that dialed in and ready to go and then I think the best next step is to reach out to brands. Do you have any relationships with brands that are existing? We have a friends few, with yeah. companies. Yeah, like, really starting from like like uh, to go back to what we were saying with um you know working within your pool the pool of talent within your friends who you know maybe somebody is a friend of a friend who might have a brand that's looking to get exposure. Like I don't think you necessarily have to go to the route of like the ritual vitamins and like all of those brands that are already doing huge ad spends on podcasting that's great but like what about brands who might not have that same exposure like you guys are based in LA like there could be like a local uh company that might um be really interested in getting their feet wet with podcasting podcast advertising Mm -hmm. so like kind of doing like that door-to-door like reaching out personalizing you know we have this podcast we're centered around this we're based here in LA would you be interested and then kind of just do the math and figure out like how what number feels good to you right like I don't really think this like you know price per download thing really Mm. works for everybody Mm -hmm. like if you guys have this engaged audience and this crew of people that are listening to you and listening to what you say that Huge. Like, yeah. if you're guaranteeing a certain amount of eyes and ears onto whatever you're talking about, especially if it's a brand that wouldn't, that hasn't maybe experienced pod advertising before, mm-hmm. that is just an, um, I think everybody wants to be um, in the space in one way or another. Yeah. So, starting with that and um, kind of going just like a grassroots route is the best place to start explaining who you are and what you're doing and then like reaching out to brands that you love that you think are cool yeah that's really so starting with that and not being overwhelmed by the industry standards because those are bullshit and those industry standards no one knows what industry standards (laughs) are for podcasting we're just building this industry now so people need to settle down when they say that (laughs) Thank you guys so
0: much. Yeah, like deeply, deeply grateful. I feel like it's very surreal. I feel like I blacked out that whole time because um, like why I see your faces all the time, and I've listened to you for like what feels like my whole life, and here you are. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh my god, I think I blacked out during that interview, but I hope it went well. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm drunk. (laughs) I'm. Thank you so much, Stephanie and Elizabeth. This was um a dream come true for us. Stephanie Alyssa. Stephanie you wanted Lewis. to say Stephanie I Lewis. did yeah I did but um I didn't so I'm taking over that so retrograde guys
1: <laughs> uh leave them all so, in the
0: dust yes. bye bye um really grateful that they took the time out of their busy schedules to meet with us to talk with us and you all and um you know if you haven't picked up on it already obviously listen to that so retrograde on all streaming platforms um sign up for their newsletter on thatsoretrograde.com so and check out their merch. They have really good merch drops. Um, they do some collabs, really cute stuff. Um, Instagram, they're on Instagram um, at So Retrograde, and then individually at Elizabeth Cot, K-O-T-T, and S Simbari, S-I-M-B-A-R-I. So check them out individually. Um, if we have new listeners here who hopped over to listen to them on our show and you're that so retrograde listeners, yeah, what up? Welcome. And I really, really hope you stick around and give our pod a shot because we're a little baby baby pod just trying to grow up and be in the adult world yeah we're in puberty help um so we are on instagram at the sos pod um mm-hmm. twitter and youtube sos with molly and Alyssa.
1: yep um, and uh we're on patreon y'all yes. so if you like us you you want more of more of more of this, <laughs> on this. you're gonna get uh for just three dollars a month or seven dollars a month or eleven dollars a month you're gonna get more this. yeah we're you're cheap. gonna get uh we're cheap hell yeah <laughs> spread that around um you're gonna get more goodies more bonus content um extended interviews merch some mm-hmm. like secret og limited edition merch right um yeah so please check us out on patreon um subscribe review on apple Podcasts, spotify google wherever you find podcast shout out black lives matter always um, and always and yeah we love you guys and my uh i'm molly Catrell. <laughs> I'm I'm Alyssa Romano. Who am I? And here's to
0: turning (laughs) meltdowns into legend.